Hey there, if you would like ad-free and early versions of these episodes, as well as bonus episodes, movie club episodes, and lots more, head on over to patreon.com slash Craig and Friends. Make believe is not pretend, we might be ill, but we're on the land. It never starts, it never ends, welcome to Craig and Friends, welcome to Craig and Friends, welcome to... How are your headphones? They sound stunning. Okay. How are your headphones? Uh, quite nicely, especially because I have your voice coming through them. Oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> well, so are you. Stop. It's lovely to see you. Thank you. It's lovely to be back, back, back again. Yes, that's right. And on the very couch where you announced to the world your plan for when you return to All Stars. That's right. You know what? I totally <laughs> forgot about that. And then was it you? It was someone who reposted the clip being like, she told us this years ago. Yes, we should have right. listened. <laughs> We should have so known. I love it. I love it. <laughs> it was so great. And it was so wonderful to see you return for many reasons. Right? I manifested that. That was pretty amazing. Yeah, you did. And also, you are so much happier now. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. I was. I can't. You'll have to kind of remind me. I smoke a lot of cannabis. No, it's But okay. I think at the last time we talked, was I sort of like at my wits end with drag? Yes, you were. Look at that. That's right. Look at God, honey. That's G-A-W-D, God. <laughs> and she is a woman. Oh, of course. Um, and yeah, you know, lots of things, lots of things changed, I yeah. guess, since the last time I was sitting on this couch. So yes, being happy is definitely the biggest one. Yeah, it's the most important. And it's also a process, isn't it? Ever evolving. Sure. Something you have to reinvestigate every day. You know, yeah. I think happiness is a choice. I really do. I definitely have struggled with depression um, throughout my life. So I do believe that is a mental illness as well. Hmm. Um, but I do believe happiness is a choice. And I do believe um, you got to work at it. It's not something that just comes like, I want to be happy and now I'm happy. No, no, you have to actively work at it. And, uh, you know, over the last, gosh, so how long was it since I sat on this couch? Roughly two and a half to three years ago. I was going to say three years ago, about right? About three years ago. I thought yeah. it was three years ago because I'm just about to sign my lease again. So was I, Was my? were my bags packed? I was ready to go. You were ready oh, to go honey, off to she Oregon? Was Dolly Parton. No, uh, Denver. Denver. Forgive me. That's forgive okay. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been yeah. a minute. Yeah, yeah. Um, And yeah, so basically what happened was uh, literally three days before I was supposed to move to Denver, my dear friend, Ann Pine, um, had a back house and she had just moved to Los Angeles recently. And she was like, you got to come see this space, please. Just before you leave, like, just come look at it. It might work for you. It yeah. might work. Or maybe she was more convincing. I can't fully remember. I think it, there was no, it might work. I think it was like, you're moving in. This is so like, happening. come over. Yeah. Right. So my sister and her wife happened to be in town at that time. And they were like, well, let's just go look at it, Jay. Like, let's just go see what do we have? What do you have to lose? And I'm like, girl, everything's packed. I'm literally leaving in three days. And they were like, just come on. So I was like, all right. So we go and we look at the space that I still currently live in. And yeah, it was like a magical moment, right? Where the universe was like, okay, you wanted a sign. I've literally given you a sign. Here's an apartment in Los Angeles with, you know, someone who is queer, who is sober, yeah. who is, you know, a great friend. And you can literally see the Hollywood sign from my backyard. So, and I have a backyard. Like, I have a yard for my dog, which is like, if you live in LA, you're like, wait, what? How? Yeah. Sort of like New York. There's very limited space like that, usually. So, yeah. And usually there's mainly just like a strip of lawn outside. Right. Like the AstroTurf outside on your balcony. Yeah. I've done that too. Um, But yeah, so it was just such a beautiful little moment from the universe that I chose to really believe in and see as a way to continue pursuing my dreams and to not give up you know mm-hmm. and so it's been a crazy roller coaster of a ride obviously covid hit in the middle of everything right but i actually learned so much about myself mm-hmm. and about my art making practices during covid right because we had to be so creative yeah and figure out how to like at least for me go from live performances to you know at home show stage spectaculars <laughs> Yes. And for me, you know, I went to arts college mm-hmm. and high school. So this was sort of like a dream come true. Because if there's anything I love, it's having a problem to solve creatively. Like, sure. Truly, I am such a perfectionist that yeah. like, I love that. I love a challenge as an artist, because I think that's what makes us stay on our toes. Sure. And that's what like, you know, sharpens our tool. And I did. I had to like buy lights off Amazon and learn how to like work a light board. Like literally, (laughs) like I built a theater in my backyard. So that was 
pretty freaking cool you yeah. know yeah what about you what were you doing in corona uh well i lost my mind a little bit for okay. sure for i think sure. we all did yeah certainly i mean of course i could still continue doing the podcast and then you're trying to figure out what to talk about what's relevant and when zoom was getting kind of going that was great but then it got kind of horrible. Sick. yeah exactly yeah. totally yeah. horrible i'm sure you did plenty and plenty of uh, i'm still doing them i think yeah. unfortunately Fortunately, Zoom will never leave us now. Yeah, no, I think I it's know. like so in stone and so many people learned that they didn't have to travel. We can be, you know, remote. So. Yeah, which is going to be good in some aspects. Some good sure. aspects, but I would like to turn the camera off. That's all I'm saying. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's just like, I don't want to do the camera, but I'm just grateful too that we did have Zoom. Oh, I'm right? so grateful for it because I, who would I have talked to? Like, Or, or you would have just like phone calls. And that's sure. always weird. And see, seeing someone's face yes. is everything. Everything, of situation. course. There's so yeah. much more communication communication you're getting from body language than absolutely through a screen yeah and also that screen is not of the best quality i feel <laughs> no matter how nice your laptop is which yeah. again some ways is nice i feel like no skin issues are seen but like no sometimes HD, like i said yeah. it's just like i don't want to be seen you yeah know? no i know what you mean yeah and also like when you have the recording from it too you're like hey, this looked better earlier didn't right, this look didn't good it? <laughs> wasn't my lighting on more point i guess not yeah no. oh, oh well oh well and then right. i figured out another solution like a couple months ago and i was like i don't need it don't need it now okay yeah yeah, exactly. I know. I'm I'm really enjoying the soft lighting we're having today. Well, thank you very it's much. It's a nice hue of like a, a red pink. Yes, exactly. I, I like, like it. I like the atmosphere it creates. Yeah, the it's hue lighting soothing. system. Yes. Oh, I have the hue as well. Oh, it's the best, isn't it? $50 a light bulb. Come on, though. I know, but they never burn out. Do they never? Well, let's say years and years, I oh, think. Oh, I've had mine for years. Oh, and have you had to replace one? No. No. But so. I didn't know if it was a never. I thought eventually <laughs> that would probably <laughs> not work. I would say I've had mine for... Well, the three years I've been in my house, plus the two before that. So five oh, years. Oh, wow. That's yeah. Oh, okay. So now I've, that's even longer than maybe I okay. expected. I said never very confidently. However, <laughs> I just, you know, thought, well, you know, never means just like in a long time. Right. In a long time. Well, a now. long time is true. Five years is a long time. Yeah. And then you think about the bathroom lights, rarely turn those on. The only problem I have with the bathroom lights is they're not the memory one, uh, hue lights. Okay. So every time I turn it on, it's just the blinding white light and then I have to change <gasps> oh, the setting. Oh, no. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. The, oh, some all of, the, of minor memory. Yeah. I'm going to have to figure out which one's our memory in here and then swap them out because it, that's a that grisly, is a scary thing it is the scariest yeah because that yeah. light can get bright yeah and the, it's a cruel mirror is it you know? and, oh i think so yeah the one in there well also. i think everyone's mirror during corona was cruel no <laughs> no i have to agree with you yeah. <laughs> right yeah i mean i definitely put on some weight although i will be honest i kind of like it it kind of feels really nice and you look fabulous healthy so, yeah and, you know, well, um, you were at, you were at a, a, a startling one thirty on the last time you were here. Was I really? Yeah. And why do you is, remember this? Oh, because I did a little freshening up. You okay. know, I always like to have my facts in order, okay. even though I did well, say I'm Oregon. A healthy one forty five, one fifty. That's on very the day healthy. Of the scale. Yes. Well, you look very healthy, radiant. Thank you. Actually, uh, thank you. I feel great. You know, uh, just recently I came out. Um, Congratulations thank again. Thank you so much yeah. on being transgender, and uh, it feels really empowering. You know, this is something that I've been holding on to for quite some time of course my parents have been like can you pinpoint it and i'm like having to pinpoint it now um <laughs> which is good you know yeah. it's it's good work to do and to remember you know how long sure i was not living as my true self um because i think now that i am it's like so freeing and it's like it's good to remember like you know where you came from i, I yeah. think it's so important that we look at our past we study it we learn from it so that when we move into our future we can not make some of the similar mistakes that we made before so i'm just being very open and honest about my transition i'm at the very beginning i haven't done a single hormone mm -hmm. um you know i just started presenting to everyone in the world as female now i did come out to my best friends back on my birthday december 28th of last year and, um, you know, what inspired this, I don't really know. I just think I couldn't hold on to the secret any longer. Sure. Uh, I think the hair was a big change for me, you know, not being able to get a haircut during Corona. It really, you know, forced me to look at something that I did not want to recognize in myself, which is, you know, that I... I do identify and am a woman. Right. Um, you know, growing up in Texas, I didn't know what the being transgender was at all. Sure. Um, I had no knowledge of this. So it didn't really, you know, enter the forefront of my mind until much later in my life. Now, I always was feminine as a kid, of course. Sure. And when I was in musical theater and would be in the musicals, I always wanted to be the girl roles. Now, I never really spoke on this. 
but it's the truth. I mean, I wasn't learning Tulsa's song from Gypsy. I was learning Gypsies. You know, yeah. I dreamed of becoming a Gypsy Rosalie. And look at me, that's kind of what I am. I take my clothes <laughs> yeah. off for a living, um, but <laughs> I just don't have any dance, like yeah. crazy stage parents, uh, you know, forcing me to do it. It's actually something I want to do. So right. um, it's been really, you know, I don't know, powerful, right? To, yeah. to, to look back at my past and to realize like, well, you know, when you were young and you would get clocked for being your mother on the phone, you liked that. Right. There wasn't there wasn't that, you know, young boy in you that was like, Mom, why do people think I'm you? I yeah. was like having full conversations and fooling people yeah. and having them think I was my mom. Um, so it's it's cool and it's empowering to look back and, and recognize that this has been something that's existed in me. But that maybe I just didn't have the right knowledge or the right understanding of those emotions. And I think that's why ultimately I've chosen to come forward and be honest because I want people to realize it's 2021. You can be anything you want to be. Yes, there's always going to be some negative comments and some haters. But I I mean, again, I know I'm very privileged. But when I came out on June 15th, um, I was just overwhelmed by how positive everyone was now it was the first time in my instagram history that i literally did not read every comment like i just couldn't (laughs) there was thousands yeah but the ones i did read it was all positive and it just gave me so much hope that the younger generation Mm -hmm. really understands that gender is on a spectrum sure and that you know our parts in between our legs don't define who we are or who we love and um you know my parents are 73 and 72 so obviously i'm seeing both perspectives happen at this exact same time um but i am very happy to say that they're both doing incredibly well mm-hmm. oh it's going to make me cry but oh. <laughs> um you know they're just they're really trying and i yeah. think that's all you can ask of people sure. you know they're not going to get the pronouns right away they're not going to fully understand right away and i don't expect them to um you know, it took me 32 years to understand myself. So I understand it's going to take them some while. And, you know, that's the beautiful thing about transitioning is it's not only you, it's the people around you too that are having to transition with you. Yeah. And I just know that they're going to, you know, come through this so much stronger. Yeah. And that makes me so happy because I had always made the joke for a very long time with all my close friends that like, well, I'll wait till my parents die and then I'll come out because look this is my fifth time coming out of a closet okay i've put them through the ringer so to be able to you know have enough courage to do it a fifth time right it was really empowering and i know it's a lot for my parents but i also know that they're strong enough to get through this and to be better people for it and you know i just see my mother already trying you know with others talking about her daughter and it's just like I never thought I would see that day. I really, really thought that I would be scared forever to own who I was and, you know, to come out to them. And I did it. I did it. I took a deep breath. I told the world. I ripped off the Band-Aid. And now the bruises are healing. And I think that's, you know, obviously why you're seeing me cry and be sensitive is because this is new. I just came out. It's very new. Yeah. Presenting as myself. And, uh... You know, people oh, and it's it's beautiful. Thank by the you, way. thank yeah. you. And you know, people do look at me, and people do know that I was a man or that I am a man, and that sometimes is uncomfortable. Of course, like today at the nail salon, you know, I got some looks, but then you know later, my girlfriend Gigi Gorgeous walks in, who's another incredible trans activist and icon, and you know, I just realized like we are everywhere. You know, this is. You know, not something that's new. It's something that people are accepting more. And sure. that is new. Yeah. But trans people have existed for many years. And it's taken a lot of brave individuals, specifically those of color, to come forward to create a landscape where someone like me could come out and be celebrated. And again, that's that's why I say I have to recognize my privilege here. Sure. And even though I might be scared sometimes to walk out as myself... I don't have to face what so many girls have faced and will continue to face um, because of who I am and because of the platform I've created. And, you know, because I live in Los Angeles, where it is pretty common for people to express their gender on a spectrum here. Sure. Um, But that being said, I also feel this huge sense of not changing who I am to fit someone's preconceived conception of what a woman is. Right. Um, 
you know, are there parts about me that I know could be softened, could be feminized? Of course. Will I get them done? I don't know. I really don't. And, you know, I think that's the beautiful thing about coming out this soon in my transition is that people are really going to see all the different steps. You know, the first steps that I do plan on starting with are hormones, of course, and electrolysis. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously growing a beard is not something uh, most women enjoy. (laughs) Now, I do believe, again, this is something that we've made women have to be in a stereotype of. Because, you know, back in the day, we used to have the bearded lady in the circus Mm -hmm. and viewed her as a freak. So we created this idea that women growing facial hair is bad. And I don't like that. I don't. But at the end of the day, it is something that is within inside of me that I hate. I do hate my beard. I've hated it for years. I tried to convince myself that I loved it because men did find me more attractive as a gay male with a beard. But it wasn't something that I ever enjoyed. I'd never felt beautiful with it on. It was just something that I knew was working. And so I liked it for that. And as a performer, too, you're like, this is working? Great. Well, and I was lazy. (laughs) You know, I wasn't. I yeah. was complacent in my gender mm-hmm. because I was a drag queen and, and sure. am a drag queen. And, and I got to express my femininity every night on stage. So I sort of lived in a shell during the day because I knew at night I would really get to be, you know, who I was and who I am and what I felt like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for me, that's that's what really changed it was being in Corona, not having these gigs to get dressed up every night for and and still wanting to dress this way and be this way. And then, like I said, you know, my hair touched the back of my neck and it was just like an undeniable femininity that I was like, okay, you know what? What do I have to lose here? Right. I'm already single. I've been single for 10 years, so I'm not too worried about that. I'm already in a community where being trans is accepted. Yeah. In fact, celebrated. And ultimately, it is my truth. So no matter how much I didn't want it to be, it is. And so I just had to swallow that big pill and and realize that, you know, in some people's eyes, I'm a chick with a dick. And for me, that's okay. Because I own the fact that my body, you know, does have a penis. But I don't feel like that makes me any less female or any less beautiful for who I am. And I want people to hear that and I want people to see that because I do feel, you know, for so long in the community, it was like unless you had the sex change and, the, and the, you know, the full operation, bottom surgery, you weren't considered, you know, legitimate. And I think that narrative, I know that narrative has changed and yeah. I want to be a part of that. I think you are. Like, yeah. Immediately already. And right now, too, and with what you're saying and how, how you're uh, presenting yourself and how you're bringing it to the world. You know, I learned with being a cannabis activist, a lot of it is just showing up. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to have the perfect words. Right. You don't have to be the most amazing example. The fact is you showed up and you provided visibility for a community that was often misunderstood or not seen. You sure. Know, that's what I've done in the cannabis industry for 10 years now. So right. that's given me some, you know, confidence and courage to do it in this lane, if you will. But you know, I'm a baby, a baby doll. I've got a lot to learn here. And and that's why, you know, I don't claim to be some perfect trans activist. This is still new for me. Um, but I know that just like with cannabis, I'm going to do my research and I'm going to learn and I'm going to take this very serious because, you know, I know for a fact, if it wasn't for trans people, gay people wouldn't have the rights that they have today. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, trans people had to fight to sit at a table um, that that was controlled by really, you know, white gay men. Mm hmm. And for so long, I've been a white gay male and it just never felt right. And I'm, I'm just so grateful to to really have the courage to accept my truth and to just be speaking, speaking openly about this. Because as I said, I, I know I'm going to mess up. I, I know I'm not perfect here, but I also know that my journey and my story is authentic and true to me. And every trans person looks different. And I want to hear these stories and I want to be a part of those stories. Right. And also perfection can really cripple you Oof. with anything particularly yes. speaking your opinion or trying to make a change right well and we live in a culture right where it's people are so quick to cancel you because you say one thing wrong you do one thing wrong you wear one thing wrong or maybe they think you wore something wrong they don't even know true true um and i am a perfectionist so it's like the worst combination <laughs> of a public figure and a perfectionist it's like what yeah but you know thank god i have my cannabis and i have my yoga practice and most importantly i have myself and i think that's really what i've worked so hard on these last 
you know, 32 years of my life is, is really accepting and owning who I am. And I think that's maybe why I have been single for almost 10 years now. I always blamed it on the drag, but I think the real truth was that I didn't dig deep enough and I didn't look at, you know, who I wanted to be. And I got to tell you, uh, it just feels amazing. You know, like I said, uh, there have been some awkward moments. I've been going to the airport because luckily we're flying again. Yes. Hallelujah. And I'm not for sure if you're aware of this, but basically when you go through TSA, that scanner machine, the operators have to decide before you enter whether you're a male or a female. I did not know that. Because no. they scan your body differently because obviously we have different body parts and when it scans, it's going to show different areas. Sure. So, you know, I went recently and I've been traveling with my dog. So this was the first time I didn't have my dog. Now, when you have your dog, you get to go through the red, the regular metal detector. So for any of my trans brothers or sisters or non-binary gals and pals out there, if you want to get past that, this is a great trick. Bring a dog or a cat or, you know, some you can sort rent of, them, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, but um, <laughs> it's worth a try if you're really, you know, nervous to do that. But anyway, so I had to go through the regular scanner. Yeah. And, you know, I'm so lucky that they did select female, which, you know, as I said, I haven't had a lick of hormones. I haven't really done anything besides cut my hair and dress how I truly feel in the daytime. So to be somewhat passable, if not completely passable already, it's like such a blessing. But what that meant is my lady, my lady bits or my pussy stick, as I like to call it, uh, you know, set off the alarm. Yeah. And so I was asked, you know, by one of the TSA members, would you like a female or a male to search you. And I chose female because I am most comfortable with females. I have been my whole life. You know, I've seen psychiatrists on and off for years and therapists, and I always chose a woman. I've always felt more understood by women, which again, makes more sense to me now, but again, (laughs) didn't understand that then. Um, But wait, what was the point of the story? Uh, uh, Well, TSA. That's right. Uh, when you smoke cannabis, side effects do include loss of memory, especially short-term memory. Um, so I did select the female and, you know, she looked pretty reluctant, which, you know, did make me uncomfortable, of course. Mm-hmm. But also, like, I wouldn't want to feel up on anyone's privates, regardless if they were a male, a female, someone who was transgendered, in between, non-binary, whatever. That wouldn't be my favorite part of my job either. You right, know? sure. And they're not a doctor, so it's not like this is like a really... Thing, right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. also thinking like maybe, you know, she feels bad because, you know, maybe she does know that I'm a woman and that I have this, you know, part of my body there and, and she's got to embarrass me. And maybe that's what her face was saying. Who really knows? Right. The point is, is how do you react to that, right? Do you let that crush right. you? Do you let that ruin the trip for the rest of your day? And now you're stuck there thinking you're a male and you're not, you know, woman enough to be trans or, or do you say... Well, that was awkward, but I got through it. And more importantly, they thought I was a woman. So, you know, um, I'm going to be grateful for that. And I'm going to make a tweet about this because I want people to know what trans people go through. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, you know, maybe one day when I have some time and I didn't just get off Drag Race and I'm traveling the world showing everyone my physical lip sync, I can actually do something to petition, you know, TSA and try to get them to, you know, in my opinion, this what would be a great solution is to create a machine that's in front of it Mm -hmm. that you select yourself so that there's no longer this need for someone to decide cipher for you what you are right we just allow the individual and you have all different bodies on this machine sure so you know like i said i think that's being an activist i'm already thinking about it i'm already wanting to help change the way our society is working I just literally don't have the time to go and be a trans activist in that capacity right now. But I can be a voice and I can allow people in on this life. And, you know, along the way, like I said, I hope I can do things like that to really help change and make it more acceptable and comfortable for people like myself. Especially for things that maybe no one ever thought about before. Right. Like right? my mom. She was just like, well, I had no idea that we were just like you, that we were scammed that way. Right. Well, you wouldn't because you're cis and they're not really going to ever guess your gender wrong. You know? Right. right. Ask you that question and maybe, you know, trigger something as well. Well, and you know, I think that probably does happen. Like I said, I got so lucky. And I, you know, I assume there is always a male and a female TSA. I guess I've never really noticed, but now I will be on the lookout and let y'all know. Um, But you know, uh, it's just interesting, the things that I'm experiencing that I knew were true. Um, Mm -hmm. My dear friend Gia Gunn, who was also on season six of Drag Race, I literally watched her transition in front of my eyes on hormones and, you know, saw her grow breasts. And so 
I learned a lot from her. Sure. Um, but my friend pointed out back then, even at that time, I was so gung-ho on being non-binary. And I just think it's because I really, I was, I was so fearful. And, you know, it has taken me some time to realize, like, like I said, I haven't had a partner for 10 years. Now, do I believe I'm going to find a lover? Of course, I really do. Do I believe I'm going to find a lover in the next five years? Probably not. I'll have some great sex, but you know, A, I'm married to my money and to my job. Yeah. And B, transitioning is a process. And Absolutely. unless I'm really able to find someone who's willing to go on that journey with me to becoming, you know, the full beautiful woman that I already am, but that I will, you know, continue to grow and be, uh, I, I think, you know, that is a journey I will be taking alone. And and I'm okay with that because like I said, I've lived alone for ten years and I've learned a lot about myself and I've learned, you know, Really, to be a boss bitch, you can't have no man in your way. Uh, <laughs> That's true. It's just the truth. Yeah, and, it is. You know, I want to be able to be met halfway. In fact, I want to be able to be met more than halfway. <laughs> and I think ultimately, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I think ultimately, I'm not in that pool yet. You know, my success is really just blossoming. I really feel that way. You know, especially again, I keep mentioning about with my recent appearance appearance on All Stars. I've just seen an overwhelming amount of attention mm-hmm. and. It feels great. You know, I don't want to even hide that fact. I think people always like try to be like humble and no, no, no. It feels amazing. (laughs) I've been working in this industry for years for a moment like this to gain thousands of followers overnight and to have people, you know, all of a sudden think my pictures are gorgeous and glam when secret, no, not a secret. I've been doing this for years, babe. I've been jumping off platforms into splits. You know, even in Corona, I was doing it in parking lots. Right. Like I have been <laughs> You're incorrigible. what people yeah. saw yeah. for a long time now. Now I have matured and I have absolutely seasoned and, and fined up like a good wine. But um, this isn't new. And I, I, I know that this influx of attention is fleeting. You know, they always say you get 15 minutes and I'm like, you actually get 12. So <laughs> what do you do in those 12 minutes deciphers when your next 15 minutes will be? And that's why I'm just trying to live authentically and and be proud, you know, and be thankful, be grateful. Let people know I'm seeing your love. I'm feeling your love. And it's helping me be a better me. And together, I feel like we're winning. Um, and that's a it's a really beautiful and powerful thing. It's uh, doubly beautiful because you went through such hell right. the last time that you True. were on the show. True. And... <laughs> to the point that you were, I think that was a driving motor of uh, why you wanted to quit drag, it seemed like anyway. Yeah, I definitely have gone off and on of wanting to quit drag. Um, I think for any successful drag queen, that is a common journey. Uh, drag <laughs> takes true. a lot out of you. And, you know, ultimately why I never quit drag is because it meant I would lose my ability to express my femininity. Sure. Again, I didn't know this. This is all like new, like aha moments that I've had that have made me realize. And so now I really hope I will quit drag. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. just kidding. It's all lined but, up. Um, no, and then I think, you can move to Oregon I instead think, of Denver. Right, like right, yeah. right. No, I think drag and I will be intertwined for the rest of my life. Um, but I do feel so much better expressing myself like I am right now sitting in front of you. I feel so much more beautiful without 301 lashes and glitter up to my eyebrow. Now, I still love that and I still appreciate that because I am a showgirl. At sure. the end of the day, I'm always going to be a showgirl. Yeah. Um, but there is a freeness that I am getting from this that I am feeling like, you know, I could leave the drag behind and I could really for a couple years go create my dance company or I could really focus on my acting or I could really go focus on being a cannabis entrepreneur. Sure. Because these are all things that I am very passionate about that because I was so scared to leave drag to, you know, leave myself, I wouldn't explore. And I do want to explore those. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I also know that I'm not going to ever get away from drag. It's an addiction. <laughs> I love it. When I put on my season six All-Stars outfit right now, every night to perform, I feel like a fucking superstar because, well, A, it's a piece of hot couture, darling. I mean, it really is. <laughs> yes. It costs, yeah. costs quite a penny. Um, mm-hmm. But you know what? Thanks to my buds, I literally made that back from my t-shirt line Fantastic. that featured the costume, which yeah. was so, I mean, I've never made money off my merch. Like mm-hmm. you literally, like literally <laughs> I have broken even for years. So to actually, you know, make some money, it was just like, there is a light. There is a light. Yeah. I'm on the right path. Keep going. Don't stop. I've booked myself like crazy this month because, again, I know you have to strike while the iron is hot. Sure. Even today, today's schedule. Today's schedule, Mama, she's on it. But, you know, I am happiest when I'm busy. I really am. I feel like I've been given this this gift and from God. I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's my duty to use it to its fullest ability. And I mean, I really do. I rarely sleep. I probably sleep four hours a night, like, because I just have so much energy and so much love and light to give. And I just want to, I just want to be on the go always. I mean, when I look at superstars, that's what they do. They are getting on planes and flying from interviews to interviews and they have to be on. And these years of doing drag, 10 years of doing drag, it's prepared me for this. Right. It's given me these skills. It's taught me how to talk on a mic and just keep going and, and be present in a room. And, and I love it. I love it. And I, I know that my time is coming. I'm on the brink of something great. And I'm hopeful that, because, you know, now that um, we manifest things on this podcast, I'm going to go ahead and well, say that's right. this, yeah, this one is so the, this will come true it's again. It's a special right? couch. It's and we can, mo- right? yes, <laughs> we can play this back. I really want to be on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, that would be perfect. It's just, I just feel like it's my next step. Mm-hmm. It's the it's the perfect way for the world to see what it is I do. You know, everyone's asking me, go back to All Star 7. And I'm just like, look, that took so much guts to do what I did, not to jump off the thing, but to go back to that show, a sure. show that really put me through it. Now, I love my Drag Race family, but I've also been very open about how difficult season six was for me. So to go back even for one day and spend the money on the costume and do the things that it takes to really be there, yeah, it was intense. Now, it was a lot easier than the first time, and I did actually laugh and have fun. But there was still the stress and I was still nervous. And then, of course, waiting a year for the episode to come out is always like the most intense thing. And even though I knew I killed it, you never know. Sure. You never know. Well, I thought because I killed- you had such an experience last time. I thought I right? killed it yeah. season six. So, you know, I just you just never know how people are going to react. But um, I'm just so grateful that I had enough guts to do it. And I also am so grateful I have enough guts to tell people like, that was it, you guys. That was the perfect goodbye. Like, I would love to come back to the show as a choreographer. I would love to come back as a, you know, special guest or, or even to do another lip sync again. Sure. But it's never going to happen. I'm not going to be a competitor. Y'all got to let it go. I am ready to move on in my career and, and find what is next for me, you know? Right. And I feel like the only way you can do that is is to really close chapters. And I knew even from the beginning, that Drag Race was going to be a chapter for me. I told them that in my audition video. I said, this is a stepping stone for a fruitful and vibrant career. That's literally word by word what I said. (laughs) And baby, I'm getting the fruits right now. And it's because I did it my way. I didn't give in. I didn't go back and, and, and commit myself to something that ultimately would destroy my sanity. And I said, but this is what I can do. And this is my limitation. And one of the best things I've ever seen recently is, you know, borders are not bad. Like, we can love someone better when we set boundaries. Absolutely. I really believe in that. And as someone who says yes to everything, like, and has a really hard time setting boundaries, (laughs) like, this has been a really important lesson for me to learn. And it's definitely something that I kind of feel like I really learned from RuPaul. You know, Mm -hmm. a lot of people talk about how closed off he is and that you know we don't really know him right um which is true but also 
I always have to ask myself why. You know, how hard did RuPaul have to fight to get to where he is? I mean, right. they pitched that show for 10 years before it was picked up. Mm-hmm. And he's black. So need I say more, babe? Like, that man has had to fight to get to where he is to create something. And I bet he has to set those boundaries. Right. Because if he was to love one of us, he has to love all of us. And that man don't have time to love all of us. <laughs> and at the Especially end of the, with all these seasons. I mean, come on. Now it's all international. I mean, I don't know how that man has time to do all the shows. <laughs> They're putting out a new franchise every week. Um, so I really do respect this concept of boundaries. And yeah. I feel like I didn't understand that with RuPaul when I first met him. But I do now. And at the end of the day, I've got to hug that man. And that man knows that I love him and he changed my life. And I think that's the most important thing here. You know, would I like to have a relationship? I'm sure I would, of course, but I understand now and I get that. And that's why I'm setting boundaries for myself too. Now, I don't think I'll ever, you know, necessarily handle my business quite like he has. At least I hope not. You know, I hope that I can be able to connect to more people, but I think the more successful I get, the more I understand this concept of like your inner circle has to be small because your energy is so, you know, required of you during the day and at at your job that it's hard to have a million friends. It's hard to go back. I mean, I understand that now. I mean, I literally cancel on my friends all the time because I am married to my money. Right. And, you know, it's like my dear friend, Krista Young's shout out to her. I love her. She wrote my song, Daddy, which is available on iTunes. Ding. (laughs) Um, You know, we just scheduled something, but I literally have to film that day for my Patreon. Right. And there's no other date to do it because I booked myself like crazy this month and I had to cancel on her. And it's like, I feel lucky that the friends I do have are also working artists. Yeah. So they get it. Yeah. Um, But that being said, it is something I'm working on. And I think for me, you know, that's why I'm having to make my circle smaller is because I want to be able to be a good friend. Right. And you just can't. You can't play Twister. You can't try to cover all the dots on the map, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, but that being said, I'm not one of those people who's like, no new friends. I hate that too. Like, you got to be open (laughs) to life's possibilities, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But it has to happen naturally. Sort of. I mean, nothing in this industry is natural, babe. Right? Well, I mean, like, everything I is staged so. and forced. But I suppose, I mean, the energy has to be right. There. And you meet people along the way. And that's what I've learned yeah. is through these, you know, forced opportunities like Drag Race. You know, it's like I found a dear, a dear friend like Gia. So yes, there, there is always a way to, I think, look at a situation and find the joy and find the positive. And um, I think it's the same thing with friends. It's like, even though this industry is so fake and phony there there are times when energy just connects and that's what you have to do is you have to make the most of that right exactly because you will be touring with i don't know how many people but there will be one from each tour that you do have a bond with that remains sure and there will also be one that you don't like and that doesn't like you back you know (laughs) what i mean i'm about to go on tour with my sisters in october for the heels of hell tour Mm -hmm. Um, now luckily i like pretty much everyone on the tour shockingly um (laughs) but i'm a lot to handle especially now that i'm owning my truth so we'll see i'm praying for the girls i'm praying for them look out you know who look out god is on the way mama she's coming and she's not burning rubber she's burning gas (laughs) and and maybe some bridges so tune in next time (laughs) no 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 bridges i'm excited i really am it's been a, a long time since i've been able to travel with my sisters and while it is very intense to do the tour bus lifestyle. Mm. Um, it's also like camp. And, you know, I'm still young enough that I can sleep in the bunk beds and, you know, <laughs> deal with all of the, you know, things that come come along with being a rock star. Right. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait. We're going to the UK and Ireland and Scotland. And I, you know, it's been over over a year. And even before that, really, that I've, that I've been to some of these places. So, yeah. I feel like, again, since I did a little rebirth on All Stars, people are going to be very excited to see me. A rebirth in, all, and in many ways. In though. many ways, In right. many ways, right? Yeah. Like, again, you, uh, I described you as radiant before. It's, you're also very open. Yeah. And in a different way sure. than the last time I saw you, because the last time I saw you was, well, when we did a movie club after that time. Oh, yes. But, you know, and it, you're always lovely company. So Thank I don't you. want you to think Thank otherwise. No, no. But there's a certain... I know what you mean. Yeah. There's a certain and glow I feel of it. spirit. And I feel it, too. And, yeah. And that's the... The most uh, amazing thing that you can give yourself is the gift of your of freedom, the right. gift of being who you really are. You know, like I said, I was from Texas, where if boy, you know, boys that had nails, they got beat up, they got killed. So that's why it took me a long time to accept that. I mean, I got my first acrylics during Corona, and it was just like, 
I would look down at my hands and just be like, oh my God, like imagine all those years you've spent without nails. Like this is what you've always seen your hands looking like. Right. And to give myself that gift, it's, it's very powerful. When you would see that in your mind, but then you would dismiss it. I would dismiss it or I would be like, well, that person's never going to find a lover or I don't know. I just was so negative. I was so against, you know, being myself. I, I, it, I didn't want to accept it. I, I feel like, you know, so many trans people, they grow up wanting to be a woman. And mm-hmm. it's like, I grew up wanting to ignore that. Like I grew up wanting to be like, well, being a drag queen's enough. I wanted it to be explainable. I wanted it to be normal. I wanted it to be something that people on the mass, you know, population could accept. But that's what I've realized is that pretty much I do believe people, the masses, are accepting the concept of being trans. I really do. Um, they may not like it, but they know what it is now and they know what it means. Yeah. And they know enough to shut the fuck up or they're going to look really <laughs> bad for saying anything. And yeah. and that's why cancel culture in a way is good because it has forced people <laughs> to like educate themselves. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if somebody calls me he and they don't have an ill intention, I'm not going to be mad at them mm-hmm. because I get that for a lot of people. It's still new. I get that for a lot of people. They need explaining and time to, you know, wrap their brain around it. And, you know, from what I understand from most of my trans sisters, it will happen the rest of my life Mm -hmm. that I will continue to be misgendered. So I've made my peace with that. I know who I am. My best friends know who I am. My eventual lover one day will know who I am. And for me in 2021, that's enough. Yeah. And as you said before, you said, A, what's more important, you know, your career and then B. And then see what we left out, the great sex. That's a very important part, too. You can oh, yeah. Lots of great sex. No, no. The, great sex yeah. is always going to happen. Oh, yeah. Exactly. No, that's happened my whole life and it will continue to happen my whole life. I feel like that is, you know, food, cannabis, sex. You got to have all three of those. Yes, you In do. my opinion. Yeah. The, the, like long term lover thing. Fine. Cool, oh, yeah. If that well, happens. You know, yeah. cannabis and I have been in a monogamous relationship for, <laughs> gosh, I don't even know how many. We're going on double digits here. So, how's cannabis feeling about, you know, accepting the great sex into the whole thing right i think she feels pretty damn good yeah i think she likes to make me happy and feel my best self so i think she says more the merrier bring it on so once she realized that it was really just more fulfilling to you and not a threat right we're going into a polyamorous relationship now me and her this is the thing people have to realize that sometimes they They get so hung up that's what leads to cheating right (laughs) right and i don't want to cheat on miss weed i want to keep her with me for the rest of my life exactly and you can be happy for each other exactly (laughs) exactly now with the aspects of sort of denying those feelings Mm -hmm. that you would have throughout the years do you think that that had anything to do with the way that you had characterized it as producing yourself on season six and sort of the way that you felt about presenting yourself to the world in general absolutely because you know on season six i thought about my off stage appearance just as much as i did my on stage appearance now i definitely wasn't giving you female in the workroom because again i hadn't accepted that within myself but I was pretty damn close. I mean, she was wearing <laughs> lipstick. She had on furs. Her hair was in a victory roll. I mean, I think for a lot of people, they've known longer than I have, you know, truly. Um, but I definitely think that it influenced the way I thought about myself as a character on a television show. You know, uh, I really feel like there are the Bianca Del Rios and the Trixie Mattels that love the clownetry of drag. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, there are the people like Carmen Carrera, Gia Gunn, who are obviously, you know, well, they identify as trans, but they're obviously going to be going towards the glamorous, the more realistic approach. Sure. And at that time, I think I fell somewhere in between. Mm-hmm. You know, I really wanted to give people drag and wear green eyeshadow and and be this draggy thing. But I also very much wanted to be perceived as a woman. And, you know, it's just taken time to realize that I am a woman. I just didn't understand. And I just felt like because I came from the musical theater world where this was a role, Laganja was a role and still is, that, you know, it just all blended together. It just all blended together. And I think that's the beautiful thing about being a drag artist is it's allowed me to find myself and to find my freedom. And I think for so many, that journey is very true. And, you know, they start with drag as an outlet and then it becomes, you know, no, it doesn't become, it opens and unlocks for them who they really are. Sure. And I think that's unbelievable. I mean, what other art form, 
Well, that's not fair to say. I was going to say what other art form does that, but I think all art does that. I think I that's think so. why people are artists, right? Yeah. Is it unlocks your inner truth and it allows you to be the best you, whether you're a comedian, whether you're, you know, um, a painter. I, yeah. I feel like that's why artists exist is, is we get to be ourselves in the, in those moments of creating, you know? Right. And also dig through something in your subconscious that you're not even realizing that right. you're digging through. And exactly. then you arrive at something later. Yeah. Like, oh, right. That's why I've enjoyed wearing thongs <laughs> and high heels for the last 10 years of my life. Cause I'm a woman. Oh, okay. I just was taught that if you have a penis, you're a man and you like blue. So it, took a long time to decode all that that I was you know taught by society and that's why it makes me so happy we're getting rid of that and we're coming up with gender neutral ba- gender wow gender gender free and uh-huh. gender neutral exactly <laughs> you know and that makes me so happy because it's like for so long we've segregated one another and, yeah. and made it this thing and look I'm I'm a feminist I'm all for women rights and and men having their men caves and and there being a difference between of course but I'm also for allowing people to just be and us to not decipher you know what like I said what your part in between your leg is yeah I mean I know plenty of manly vaginas mm-hmm. like so what like let's get into it like why are you guys still holding on to this thing that ultimately segregated us from one another sure and made it so that we couldn't even relate to each other anymore because we were so different we were so opposites and you go over there and you go over here you know I think people want to be together and you know even with the BLM movement it was exposing what has been so horrible for for forever right since the beginning of time right people have tried to segregate us by our color by our our religion by you know our body parts Mm -hmm. and at the end of the day we all bleed the same we all are the same i really believe that now we're all very different we're like a thumbprint right but we all have a thumbprint we're all the same in that way yeah so I don't know. I'm very excited to see where the conversation goes and how things continue to evolve. I mean, my friend is like, he's like all into the future. My dear friend, Robert Heyman, who I have my Patreon with. We have an awesome show called Muse Me. Definitely should check that out. And that's at patreon.com slash... Laganja Estranja. You know it. So that's patreon.com slash Laganja Estranja. That's right. Good For all know. your latest photo shoot behind the scenes Exclusive. Oh, yeah. Um, but so Robert was just saying, you know, like eventually, like there will literally be no gender and like it's just going to be just so different than we are now. And I was like, wow, it probably is. Like I really, I mean, kids are on TikTok at 12 talking about pronouns like what it's crazy it's crazy how quickly things change and evolve but i think it's a beautiful thing because if it allows people to be themselves i i'm all for it it's all about people being themselves and when you do that's when people are happy yes that's exactly right that's why we have to be ourselves like that's the secret (laughs) that everyone when people are like what's the point of life i'm like i've actually unlocked it y'all it's being yourself that's right when you're yourself you're happy the shit happens oh yeah cry and you're gonna feel poor and you're gonna get knocked down but when you're yourself you're like but it's okay because I'm actually myself and I love me and I love life and I can't wait to wake up tomorrow and try again. Yeah, and also do the things that I want to do because I'm allowing myself to yes. do those, whatever those are, whatever pursuits those are, exactly. activities, because that's what I am into. Yes. And I pursue that. That's how you can wake up every day, even when you're going through a depression or you're going or through- Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> And like you said before, uh, being happy is a choice. I think that choice actually is made by being yourself. Correct. Yeah, it's all inner. It's all intertwined, and you know, people unlock it in different ways. You know, that's why mm. at different times as well. Absolutely. Too. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've never been really religious. I was raised Christian, but I'm very spiritual. But I love that religion helps people unlock their happiness. Now, when it leads to confusion and um accepting everyone, I don't agree with that. But I, you know, have been lucky enough to know many incredible Christians who their religion makes them so happy. So why, just because I don't believe in that, would I want to hate on that and take that away from them? Right. At the end of the day, when we allow people to just be and they're actually happy, people are going to get along. It just is going to take some time for people to like accept that what I believe isn't what you believe. And we actually all live in a very different reality. I mean, I know my reality is completely (laughs) different than my parents' reality at 72 and 73. Like they didn't experience any of what I've experienced in my life. They gave birth to me, but 
they, there's no way they could have had, um, you know, I'm probably their first transgender person that they know. Right. Well, besides my friends that I've introduced, of course, you know, but that they really know and, and uh, intimately. Sure. So, have it like a connection to and can exactly. have a frame of reference to because you can meet people who are, say, different from you or whatever, but without it really having an understanding. When it's your own child? Yeah. yeah. That, that, right. That's, that, that, that's, <laughs> the, that's one way to hit something home, baby, is when it's your own child. That's so, the master class in a condensed form. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but I feel like, um, I don't know, I lost my train of thought. What were we saying? That's okay. That's the other uh, hallmark of this podcast. We manifest things, and then we lose our train of thought. And then they come true. That's right. So maybe losing, I think actually, you know what, that's a good point. Sometimes you got to put something out there and you really do have to let it go. You do have to let it go. You have to. You can't like, squeeze it like uh, It's sort of teddy like bear. after I did the All-Stars thing. Yeah. I thought about it. I did really, you know, I would check in with myself time to time about it, but I really did just try to let it go because, you know, season six, I worried for every day, every mm-hmm. day until that thing aired. And then it aired and I worried more. And I just have tried with this time to really let it go and enjoy myself and enjoy this moment and that's what i'm saying it's like i can't believe i'm getting so many followers i can't believe all these thousands of people are finally seeing my art it's like that is such a milestone as an artist you know it's Mm -hmm. such a moment to know like you're doing it girl just keep doing it keep pushing forward and when you're trying really hard also remember sometimes you do have to just stop Mm -hmm. and you can't like you know focus fixate on you know as a perfectionist i fixate a lot oh sure i know exactly what you mean so that's why i'm like you know yeah sometimes lose your train of thought it's okay yeah it's totally probably wasn't even that great thing that i was gonna say you know what i mean so just (laughs) let you to just say the wonderful thing that you just said you just let it go yeah exactly l-i-g let it go (laughs) and uh with the perfectionist thing too it can be hard to differentiate when you're focusing hard on your work Mm. and when you're spinning your wheels going you know insane about the stuff letting it be loops and spirals in your mind that never let you enjoy anything and i feel like you know that's what i don't want to do with my transition it would be so easy for me to well not so easy i'm not rich but it would be easy (laughs) for me to get a lot of surgery and change my physical self to be like i said the idea of what society deems as a woman but what i've learned is being a woman, it comes from within. I've had it all along within me. Right. Didn't matter how I looked. It didn't matter that I still grow a beard. I have it within me. And so I'm trying really hard to not run the race when it comes to being trans and to not, you know, um, fixate on the things that don't matter. Um, you know, I love getting my nails done. Don't get me wrong. It is so fabulous. And it's something that I've wanted to do for my whole life. So it does provide an immense, intense amount of freedom. But also, like, if the nail falls off, which it did just recently, it's fine. It's not that big a deal. Right. This is a facade. This isn't what makes me a woman. Right. You know? So I don't know. It's 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 an ebb and flow, right? Sure. And so, also what you said about society's idea of right. what a woman is too. And I imagine that there's a lot of parsing out what is my conception of what my total perfect form, uh, if you will, and will would be, be yeah. compared to what you know. What is the society's information I'm taking right. in from society, and is that what I want? Right. Well, it's like you know. Like I kind of was talking about the beard, right? And how women were made to shave pretty much all their body hair. Like if you're a woman, you can't have armpit hair, which, you know, hallelujah. Now there's a lot of armpitty hairy women (laughs) and they definitely don't even necessarily identify as trans. And I think that's beautiful because I just think women have been put through so much. Absolutely. And been made to, you know, change themselves to be attractive to men and to, you know, be the wife and to be the lower grade spouse. And I love now that there are so many husbands who stay home and they take care of the kids. And we're flipping this concept on its head because again, it's like, while I'm very, very sad, I will never be able to have a child physically. Um, that's okay. I've made my peace with that. There are so many kids that need to be adopted. And I already made peace with that when I was gay. Cause I sort of feel like being, or I felt like when I was gay, that it's like a part of evolution that like, we need people to stop having kids. There's too many kids. We need people to adopt. Like yeah. really we do. Sure. So I feel like it's sort of evolutionary. Cause I definitely believe being gay is uh biological, like passed yeah, on down. Through absolutely. Teeth. And now I really do believe that with being trans as well. And I really do think you know, that it is a part of evolution. And that I think is what makes me special is that 
not saying I'm more evolved than others in a way, but there is something. I'm sure about, there's like three or four people you could say. Uh, that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but there's definitely a different type of involve evolvement that allows me to be more open. Yeah. I never thought in a million years that I would be with someone that had a vagina. I really didn't. Mm-hmm. I always felt like it was strictly dickly. Um, but you know, now that I I'm openly identifying as trans, I'm realizing that that kind of flips everything I thought I knew on its head. Sure. And that, that that's not fair that I'm limiting myself. Now I know I want to be with someone who presents as masculine, mm-hmm. but I would absolutely and have already been dating or going on dates with trans men because I can't talk about one thing and not be about it. Sure. I can't sit here and say what is in between your legs doesn't matter. Now, do I think people have physical attractions to penises or vaginas? 100%. But do I also think that people could open their mind? I do. Right. And so I'm going to do that. And I want to be a part of that. Yeah. Because I really believe that I have been taught. I really, I really, I think that's something I was taught. I, I do believe that. I could eat a vagina and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Now, I never thought I would say that <laughs> ever in my life. I was a gold star gay. I've still never been with a vagina in my life. Yeah. I've never fingered one. But I just know for me that I'm not going to allow that to stop me from finding my true love out right. there. And, you know, um, I will learn. I think that's really what it's about. I will learn how to eat vagina if that comes into my life. Well, look, a dancer, you know? a drag queen, a perfectionist who does some amazing stunts, I'm pretty sure you can get I'm the hang I'm pretty sure I could do it too. <laughs> and, you know, for all I know, I may not like it. And sure. it really may turn out that I do only have an attraction to penis and that that is something I want or need. But I have a feeling, at least for me, that that's not true. I've got a really open heart. Yeah. Like you said, you can see how open I am. Absolutely. And yeah. I, and I yeah. feel that. And I just feel like I'm going to now allow myself to love whoever. I'm not putting limitations on my gender, and I'm not going to put limitations on who I love. Which is the best thing to do. And, you know, totally realizing and becoming yourself. Like for me, realizing I was queer a couple of years ago. And that's funny because I don't know if that was after probably we'd hung out really or something yeah okay so just relating to that like that does change everything else like yeah. you said because you see everything differently sure but, but yeah not limiting yourself to that and just seeing what happens and again you may not like it but right. how, how do you know but you never know until you try yeah and you know of course i would be open with my partner about that it's not like i'm gonna just like lie and be like oh yeah i do this all the time <laughs> like no i would be very this is old hat right but what i've <laughs> learned at least from the few dates that i have been on with yeah. trans men is that there's a commonality between us and there's mm-hmm. a language that not a lot of people understand. Sure. And I think that's why I'm finding myself so attracted to them. Right. Um, is because there's an understanding that comes along with it mm-hmm. and there's a seeing the person across the table for who they really are. Right. And I'm learning that there is a lot of people who, you know, find transgendered women attractive, mm-hmm. but are very embarrassed about that. And don't want to be open about that and don't want to admit that they like women who have penises. And that is not okay for me. Right. I'm sorry, but I'm a motherfucking superstar. And you will worship the doll. (laughs) And you will want to be seen with me in public. Like, I'm not going to go behind closed doors. I am privileged. I get the chance to do this. This is what my sisters and brothers fought for so that I could actually do this and date someone and be proud and get married and not have to hide in shame of who I am and not have to have my partner hide in shame of who they are. No, exactly. You know? Right. And that, that to me is, ah, man, it's just, it's a wild journey. And I think that's why it's opened my mind to so many of life's possibilities that I was so closed off to, you know, I really feel like, Gosh, I was such a gay man for so many years because it was all I knew. Well, sure. And then you just take that as like facts and evidence, right? right? And it, that's it. That's You're into th- dick. That's, you never worked with a woman before. So, you know, you, you must be a vagina. Yeah, no. Right, right. Exactly. It's like, well, no, you just don't like femininity. You don't really want to be with someone who is feminine. Yeah. But that's really it. I mean, now I don't know if I would date someone who identifies as a woman but again i'm just not gonna say no to it i mean who knows for all i know i might like breasts i think that's a little much but i might (laughs) i might i mean i want my own but i just don't know i just sure i just know like i said 
I'm in the beginning of something new. I'm yeah. staying open. Whatever happens, I'm going to be honest about. I'm mm-hmm. going to address. And then I'm going to move forward. Right. But I'm not going to judge something. I'm not going to judge the book by its cover. I'm not going to judge something just because it's something I once thought. Just yes. because it was who I once was. Right. I mean, the freedom that's come from being what I am now, it's, it's just... It's allowed me to, I've like I said, look at life's possibilities. And I mean, I love trying food of all types. I've, I used to be such a picky eater. Oh, really? And then I grew to have mature taste buds and want to try everything now. And I feel like literally that's happening in my life, you know? Now, when did that start, the, um, the food? The adventurous eating? Well, I had a dear friend. Well, I've known her for years. We grew up down the street from one another. But we lived together, Kristen Lovell. She became my manager for five years. Uh, she and I really started do well, she was a cook before me, but she got me into it. Mm-hmm. I was her sous chef, you know, and she really showed me the way of amazing food and that onions, you know, weren't bad and mushrooms weren't <laughs> bad. Cause like literally my whole life, my parents would make spaghetti and I'd be like, no onions and mushrooms. And it's like, girl, you have to have that in the sauce. Like, how do you have a spaghetti sauce without mushrooms and onions? You don't. Um, so I'm really glad that she opened my mind yeah. to food and to taste and to texture and all these things. And, you know, that allowed me to enjoy life more. Absolutely. Now I can go anywhere in the world and always find something that I'll like because I'm not closed off to things. I'm not like, well, there's well, that's not true. There are a few things I really don't like. What are they? But I will eat them. Celery. Mm-hmm. I think it's just really a strong strong um mouthfeel texture thing uh, flavor profile was oh it's the flavor okay because i was thinking about the crunchiness i love the crunchiness i love texture and yeah um but it's the flavor for me it's very strong black olives Mm -hmm. Ooh, (laughs) the green olives do you like those they're okay in a pinch you'll have one but you'd prefer not to i just really don't like the olives like a tapenade olive thing (laughs) oof i eat it but it's so rough for me yeah Yeah. no dry martinis but (laughs) but again if a dish has an olive in it, I'm not going to be like, you know what? I won't try that. I don't I like olives. You. I got you. Yeah. And I was that way for many years. Yeah. And so that's how I'm trying to be with my life, my gender, with my partner. I just want to be open to life's possibilities. Yeah, because you might have an awkward moment like the TSA thing, but you can look at it in the way of like, well, I didn't like that dish and I can move on instead of it being sort of... Uh, that's or- bad. Yeah. Olives are bad. You know... Not like, for me. No, I, no, I'm no, not no. going to judge that. Right. It's just not my taste. Yes. You know, not yeah. my preference. But right. I was brave enough to try it. And I think, again, when it comes to a partner, you know, as long as you're open and you're honest and you communicate, I mean, I think that would be the hardest thing, right, is is to to lie to someone and to not tell them, you know, this is my first time. And, you know, that's right. why it's like coming out as a fifth time out of the closet. It's like, I feel like life is about coming out. Life yeah. is about discovering new things. It's when you stop doing that, that you're dead inside. So <laughs> yeah. I just want to keep trying and growing and learning and being the beautiful woman that I am. And whatever that manifests itself into, I'm going to accept because it is my truth. Yeah. And I think the evolving thing is important too, because we were talking about children and everything before. I think the society is going in that direction, the, you know, more queer, more liberal, more open society even though it doesn't look that way sometimes when you open the news right now right or you yeah look across the world well exactly very but lucky here. If, if you think about every generation you know they uh what is it uh gen what what was the generation war I, that was happening on tiktok they were goofing on millennials right thank you yeah. uh gen z was goofing on millennials right. which i did chuckle at because millennials were a little too excited about being millennials i think i'm a millennial you're a millennial yeah, yeah. yeah. but i don't think if you've ever said anything like i'm a millennial and you know i've heard that from people and you know as I, if they're proud of it yes oh yeah yes. No, i'm very embarrassed actually, by it. I, actually I know <laughs> i'm very embarrassed by it i heard someone once say my millennial brethren and with a straight no. face yeah yeah, no. yeah, it was it was not good. Yeah, no, I, I'm not I'm not too thrilled about our title. <laughs> not not really. I think most uh, millennials are well sad. I really yeah. do. I think they're well, sad. I think it's a sad enough. generation. Yeah. <laughs> it was like at this weird time, and and you know that's why I think this liberation movement is so incredible because it's not too late, millennials. You still have enough time to get in there and care about the environment. That's right. Care about each other and do some good. And the millennials getting treated like they were boomers. Right. Was kind of funny because now that is funny. That was very. Funny. We are no, we literally are. Like we are old. These kids on TikTok are twelve. I'm thirty two. I'm old to them. You're, I know you're old. I'm Gen X. I'm forty five. <laughs> I mean, please. I, I, well, to me, age ain't nothing but a number. That's I've exactly. Always it. Learned that. Right. From I agree. Age. I believe you know it is all about your mindset. And yeah. if you feel fifty two, then you are fifty two. But if you you know don't have a concept of what 52 is, well, then, baby, you're not going to feel it. And again, that's how I am. Again, I don't have a concept. I mean, I do. My body does. 
but my soul does not. With each generation, things get more progressive and more better. progressive. Yeah. So it's when millennials would look back at boomers and goof on them. Well, that's why I like that they're getting goofed on as boomers because they're getting mad at Gen Z. That's the great thing. With every new wave of youth, there's a new level of like, wait, they used to say that? They used to do that? That's not cool. And that's what everyone who's older who gets all fussy about the cancel culture thing. It's like we need a little bit of an, a sort of a equilibrium with all of it. But yeah. that's the great no, thing. I let think me break that. it to you guys out there. You're not getting any younger. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're not Benjamin Button. We're not reversing. So right. you better accept that you're getting older and find the joy in that. And and try to be open yes. to new ideas. That's the thing that happens. Because no matter how brave, liberal, et cetera, you think you are at age 20, oh, by trust. 35, yeah. guess what? There's going to be some new ideas. So people don't even open. know what cds are like, girl what cds i remember like we were teasing people about records like, yeah you know like no nice CD, but i still it. i still like grew up with tape like cassettes. oh yeah the so i'm deck right over there okay so i'm <laughs> that's why i'm like i'm a millennial but like no i'm not i'm not I, I, my soul is old i belong to all generations i'm generation you know? free that's yeah. right yeah that's right and this is back to what you were saying before as well about the identity of I am this, I like this, that's it for me for the rest of my life. Right. And I think that that is being young at heart. You know, yes, that's the same you have idea. To be. I mean, it's like I will never do shrooms again. It was too much. Mm -hmm. But when I'm 60, like Grace and Frankie off Netflix, <laughs> I might try it again. Yeah. Now, right. I really don't think for me I'm going to do that <laughs> shit again. But I'm just saying uh, be open, be open yeah. to life's wonders. That's how you find new joy and continue re-exciting yourself for a new day. You know, yeah, I remember exactly. when waking up was such a job. Oh, yeah. Such a job. We've all had those times where oh my it's God. just like, it's the hardest thing to get out of bed. And then once you're the out of bed. The curtains don't open. No. I mean, it's just, it's sad. You pass by the shower because that's just too much. Oh, you're just going to get to the couch. It's so sad. But like now, I just can't wait to get up and put my makeup on and straighten my hair and feel fucking cut and just be me and that's why i'm telling everyone about it and you know singing from the rafters because and jumping from the rafters yes absolutely <laughs> literally um because it's time it's time for people to come out whatever that means for them whether that you know is being queer whether that's being religious whether that's i hate my job and i gotta go do this it's time for you to come out it's time for you to live your truth it's time to stop hiding in the shadows of who you want to be and just be it well, listen, it's been really, really lovely. Thank you so much. I'm here. happy to be and friends. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Head on over to patreon.com slash Craig and friends. Check out the reward tiers. See which one works best for you. Sign on up and then get ready for an ocean of content while supporting the show.